with the failing of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbours for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Jesus Christ had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Amen. Thank you, Ken. Um, so a couple of weeks ago when we, uh, we started the, the Living All In series, um, I, I talked about how we are all family, that we are, um, we are part of God's family, that, um, that each one of us um, here and each one of us beyond the walls of the church have the opportunity to become children of God. Um, and that our, our relationships with one another are like that of family members, um, and our relationship with our Heavenly Father is one of being family members, that we are uh, children of God, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and children of our Heavenly Father. And last week um, I, we explored together how each person, each part of the church, the, the body of Christ, has an important part to play, that we're each different we each have different skills and gifts and different weaknesses and lack and yet we are part of the one body. We have an important contribution to make. Um, and we read in scripture that it said that there are no important parts and less important parts. Um, if anybody thinks they're less important then they, they are to be held up and made important by the others. If anyone feels that they, are, um, they have no honour, they are to be honoured especially by the other parts of the body. And we just heard in, in this passage of scripture um, about being uh, of one mind and of one voice. In 1 Corinthians 12 last week, uh, it says, Those parts of the body which seem weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour. And God put together the body, giving greater honour to the parts which lacked it, so that there would be no division in the body but that the parts should have equal concern for one another and we see that same message continue in the first verse of today's reading we don't just throw this together you know these teaching plans we see this message carry on in this piece of scripture uh, in verse 1 it says we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves it's an echo of what was written in 1 Corinthians 12. 
Now today we explore um, a third aspect of living all in and we've demonstrated it this morning as we've shared communion together um, and, uh, and that is that everyone is welcome. We made the point earlier with the, um, with the sweets as well. Everyone is welcome. That no one should be excluded. Um, so during the opening worship we did a little experiment, didn't we, to see if we could pass on a message to one another. And we did, I'd say we did fairly well. At the beginning I was wondering how well it was going to work out. Um, we probably missed about, I don't know, eight people something like that. But it's difficult to know who knows the, the good news already, isn't it? When you come back in, who can I tell who hasn't already had a sweet? Well, are they dribbling down the side of their mouth is a good start. Are they chewing? That's a good start that they've, they've had their sweet. But, um, but actually, I think, we did, I think we did fairly well. Sharing the message we were pretty good at, even with, I was going to say the noise, I don't mean the noise, even with the, the, the level of volume from the band and from everybody else singing, we were able to get the message across. We didn't keep it to ourselves. I, I wasn't watching everybody, but I didn't see anybody come back in and just sit down and not tell anybody else. You wanted to share the good news. I want, to cast, want you to cast your minds back to Christmas, if you wouldn't mind. We've got our Christmas planning meeting this week as staff. It's great, isn't it? 40 degrees, let's do Christmas. Um, but there we are. But cast your minds back to Christmas. I'm going to read a, a piece of scripture that we are very familiar with, that we hear every year at Christmas, um, from Luke chapter 2. And then I want you to, to join in and fill in some of the blanks for me, okay? Um, so it's not on the screen. I want you to, to listen as we go. Uh, and, if, and if you have queued it up for the screen, please don't share it because you'll give it away. Uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news. Very good. That will cause very good, great joy for who? Everyone, for all the people. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Jesus' birth was good news for everyone, was to be good news for everyone, not just those who were around at the time, who'd been afraid that the, when the angel appeared, but for, for everyone throughout the whole world at that time and forever after. There's no qualifier there. Good news that will bring great joy for all the people. Everyone is welcome to receive the good news of Jesus because nobody is perfect uh, and if we were to be perfect before we were able to receive the good news none of us would be here today none of us is perfect and yet we each have a part to play we each have a contribution to make we each have a gift to bring um, can I ask the, um, the stewarding team today to stand up, please, where you are? Excellent. If you'd like to just have a quick look around at the back. Don't worry about a camera getting them, it's fine. We're, so, uh, so we've got Linda and Trevor and Andrew um, with us this morning and, uh, and welcoming you as you came in and serving you, uh, meeting all of your needs, um, serving me, sorting out the table and anything that, that needed doing in the service as well. Wonderful. Uh, stay standing just for a minute. Now, if you are part of the stewarding team more broadly, 
Would you stand up, please, if you're able? Or put your hand up if you're not able to stand. Thank you. There's more than that. Come on. Okay. So we've added, we've added a few. There's a few not here this morning as well. Um, can you stand up, say standing, can you stand up if you've ever been part of the welcoming team at this church, the stewarding team? I suppose that's me as well, technically. Brilliant. Wonderful. Thank you. Take a seat. I've said wonderful again twice. Sorry. <coughs> We're going to do bingo cards. Is that right, Paul? <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, the stewarding team welcome everybody as, as we come in and they, they make sure that we're okay and, and then they give us a smile as we go uh, as well. But, but the thing is, everybody is welcome and that means that every single one of us is on the welcome team. The stewards have a, a particular role, um, but if, if there is anybody here for the first time or who's, who's not um, a regular with us, it's for all of us to provide the welcome. We've, um, we've had a few first-timers recently, which is wonderful, for lots of different reasons. Um, and, uh, and sometimes people will come up and say to, to Paul or myself or to Stuart, um, and will say, um, oh, there's somebody over there, I just want to let you know it's their first time, and not many people have spoken to them. And they're like, what? What's that about? It should be for all of us. Now, okay, we may not know if it's somebody's first time, and we may, be, we may be scared of saying, it's lovely to see you, welcome, is it your first time here? And then they say, I've been coming for six months, what are you thinking? And believe me, it happens. You know, it happens to us. Um, you know, we fall into that trap as well. But far better that someone is welcomed again than not welcomed at all. Um, everybody is welcome. But that means also that everybody all of us are on the welcome team for RBC but for Jesus so it's not just this morning wherever we are we are all on the welcome team we are to extend the welcome of Jesus and his good news to everyone with Jesus everyone is welcome and we don't need to change first we come as we are Jesus welcomes the lost and the sick. Jesus welcomes sinners and tax collectors, if there's even a distinction. Um, he welcomed the adulterous woman. He welcomed endless people who others would have shunned. But Jesus meets us and welcomes us as we are. We can, we can come and bring our burdens, we bring our shame, we bring our tears and our hurts, we bring our fears our brokenness and our sins and yet he welcomes us in that state and then he calls us to change in, uh, in Matthew chapter 25 um, Jesus talks about sheep and goats uh, so we heard a little bit earlier about the, the weak and the strong Jesus is talking about sheep and goats and he says, um, he says on the last day uh, God will welcome people into his kingdom and he will welcome um, a certain set of people uh, and some people he will welcome and others he won't it says um, in verse 34 onwards it says the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father and take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, of my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Jesus says that the people who will be welcomed by the Father on the last day and given their kingdom inheritance will be the people who have welcomed and served others, who have fed the hungry, who have refreshed the thirsty, given hospitality to those who need it, to the stranger, clothed the naked, looked after the sick, visited those in prison. The welcome is for everyone. And Jesus says that God will welcome those who have welcomed others. I wonder what your attitude is to the sick, the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the homeless, the stranger, those in prison. Verse 1 said we should bear with the failings of the weak. And we were all there once. That was us. And sometimes it's still us. Let's be honest. Verses 5 and 6 say, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we have the same attitude of mind towards one another and toward the stranger and the sick and the hungry and the homeless. May we have the same attitude of mind towards others that Jesus Christ has for us. May may they know the welcome that we have been given in Christ and through Christ. And may that welcome come from us. Jesus came and died for everyone. The invitation to follow him is for everyone and we should go to everyone in order to give that invitation. This was my first sermon here, my preach with a view when I came for my interview weekend was exactly that, that we should go to everyone with the good news and it's no doubt it's a sermon for another day as well. But on that day, we looked at um, Acts uh, chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And on that day, I said, You will be my witnesses in Rayleigh, and Rorus, and Hadley, and Benfleet, and South Essex, and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses, Jesus says, in all these places, because there is no exception, there's no exclusion. One of the verses that we read as part of communion this morning from 1 John 2 says that he, Jesus, 
is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for our sins but for the sins of the whole world. The only qualification for being welcomed into God's family is that we are sinners saved by grace. This requires repentance which is recognising and turning away from our sinful ways and turning towards God. I want, I want to ask you to think for a moment what were you like when you first heard the good news? What were you like when you either first came to church or were first introduced to Jesus? I'm not going to ask you to share but what were you like? And then what kind of welcome did you receive? And it may, have been, it may have been in a church setting, it may have been at an event or a festival, it may have been in a coffee shop with a friend. But what kind of welcome did you receive? And what kind of difference did that make? Verse 7 says, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another. We talked a few weeks ago about how life can be difficult in families and life can be difficult in church families. And yet we are to hold together. We are to bear with one another in love. Accept one another in order to bring praise to God, just as Christ accepted you. I wonder how well we would do that if strangers walked in the door this morning. I mean, I have to say, I, I only ever hear from first-timers, from visitors, from guests, at events and uh, regular gatherings, I only ever hear good things about the welcome that they receive. And we are known across the town as a welcoming church, which is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful, but we can do more because it's not just to be welcoming here. It's to be welcoming everywhere. How welcoming are you of strangers, of those who are different to you? We're called to welcome one another just as Christ welcomed and accepted us. And how did he accept you? Unconditionally. And we're called to do the same of others. I love this, um, this verse in uh, Hebrews 13 verse 2. It says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That actually as, as we go and as we show hospitality, as we give love and care and support to others, whether, whether or not they know Jesus, that we just go and care and we love others, that we are blessed in return. He says that, that we can sometimes entertain angels without knowing it. Everyone is welcome and we are all on the welcome team. We are all to welcome unconditionally and not just here at Rayleigh Baptist Church on a Sunday morning uh, but through the week at our events um, at our um, organisations our activities and groups 
and in town, in our workplace with our colleagues, in our streets with our neighbours, in our families with our relatives. Everyone is welcome. Even the person who you would think would be the last person that Jesus would welcome. I was reminded this week as I was walking to see someone of... um, That sounds good, doesn't it? Walking to see someone. Yes, it's progress. Um, But I was reminded this week of, uh, of Jesus on the cross with a criminal either side of him. And one calls out with insults and the other calls out and receives a welcome that he did not deserve. He had no chance of putting his life right. No chance of change. The only thing he had to look forward to was death and relief from the pain. Jesus welcomed him. Even the last person who we think should be welcomed into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, will be welcomed unconditionally by Jesus. The gospel of Jesus is good news. It's like a sweet treat in a bitter world. Are you prepared to share it with those that you meet? Are you prepared to welcome the sick, the stranger and the sinner? Everyone is welcome because nobody is perfect. Amen.